You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, let's get rocking before the big storm. Big storm and the snow and the wind and... Wow. Welcome to Mic Check. Um, good morning to you all. Uh, Fat Tuesday after Miller, Millard Fillmore Day yesterday, where, of course, we had to whitewash uh, Lincoln, and, uh, Lincoln and Washington's birthday and to celebrate all these morons. So it's where we're at. It's where we're at. But Fat Tuesday, the, fad, the feast before the fast, as we like to say. Uh, busy show, Filippo, Gap Ministries, Brother Joe before the show's all over. We did reschedule. So Filippo Monday on a Tuesday? Correct. My That's goodness. Filippo Monday. And the, and the meeting's today at 9 that she's going to be talking about. So immediate pregame coverage, as we like to say. Uh, so that means the agenda items were released at 3 this morning? or <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. That was the old administration. <laughs> Well, I believe that the bylaws... I have been uh, impugned <laughs> by that young ESQ fella. <laughs> I demand... I, I, I said I demand retribution. I demand satisfaction. <laughs> uh, we did reschedule Dr. Robert Malone for tomorrow at 7.07. So that's happening. For reals. He said last time. Come on. Okay. And so Matt, it's tomorrow at 7.07. You're going to call him tomorrow. Just oh, okay. let you know. So Matt's calling right. him. And then after that, we have the Navy band. That's Navy Week in Tucson. Yes, it is. So there's a, so the Navy people are so cute. They're like, oh, the original singer that we wanted to have come and whatever. Who specifically do you want? I go, I just want a naval person with a, with a pulse. Don't, don't, I don't know what you're asking me for, but... I don't know. If you, I know you know nothing about this show. Just give us someone who says they're with the Navy. We're okay at this point. Like we have, I said, like we have some sort of demands on what we want for a guest. Come on, please. Jeez, come on. So that's happening uh, tomorrow. Naval Band and Robert Malone. Then Thursday's Chaka Block. Uh, sports Director Schweikert Hoffman, Mike Zinken from Whaley. and then uh, Friday. Uh, <coughs> Return of an old friend who's debuting his uh, world debut uh, record album. Billy Shaw Jr. will be here at eight oh seven. All right, we get the debut. Oh, we got the debut, the debut. Man. We got it all. So, Man, uh, there's so much stuff on my. I got tabs like you wouldn't believe. It's going to take two days. You I, always have tabs. Like tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to do even less show prep than ever because I got too much crap. For, <laughs> I got that, I, how can be less than zero point zero. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like 0.1. So, uh, so anyway, um, the one thing we will do right when we come back off a break is um, Ed Ackerley and Zach Yenser was on uh, Law Matters with Sherry on. They did a little debate. So we're going to give you a bunch of you at, were asking me for my comments. I did listen to it uh, live when I was taking my morning walk on Saturday. Worked out beautiful. People are staring at me. What was really weird as I was walking, uh, one of my neighbors heard Zach doing a world salad, and they actually fell asleep on the street with their dog. Both them and their dog fell. It was a Roddy, too. Like, it was just a Roddy heard Zach doing word salad about 
tipping points and all that stuff, and they just out. It reminded me of the scene in Goldfinger when the uh, when Miss Galore's uh, pilots had her, uh, you know, the plane go by. Ms. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> Ms. Galore. Well played, sir. Thank you. Ms. Galore's planes went by, and they, and they supposedly knocked out all the Army guys at Fort Knox with the knockout gas. That's exactly what happened to my neighbor hearing Zach talk about affordable housing. Ms. Galore, that, that's the line of the day there, right there. <laughs> Uh, her first initials P. I just thought I'd let you guys know. Now, um, so I don't. This is the rundown for the next three days. But uh, household debt hits its highest level since Barack Obama took office. <laughs> Shocking. Record record <laughs> tax receipts too. <laughs> Correct. Wow. <laughs> we have um, Ukraine or or or, or Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio. What's more important? 40,000 hours of January 6th footage is out there now. Going to the Tucker Man. Uh, we have a new horse tranquilizer fentanyl to screw with now. It's been in uh, East Coast cities. Philadelphia had seen that uh, a few months ago. Yep. Bad so, news. Bad, bad news. Uh, panhandling signs in Tucson. Yep. We'll talk about that. Uh, we got a shooting near the U of A. There's a story about Hobbs crying about Cullen, and we got to go back to the drawing board. But there is a quote from this idiot named Will Humble. He's the for- he's a I think he's on some of the talk shows up in Phoenix. I've heard him on radio up there, and he has a line here that just shows that Will hum- Humble should never be heard from again when it comes to these kind of things. Um, Sheriff Mark Lamb said he's considering a run for Arizona Senate. Which would be good because maybe he can knock uh, Carrie Lake and uh, Wendy Roger Wendy Rogers up before they get there. But I don't know if Carrie's ah oh, so great. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, oh, the nomination committee uh, for Hobbs's choice for the Department of Administration has been put on hold after she dodges questions. And yeah, did you see the uh, partisan uh, hack uh, committee? That that's the the governor's words, not uh, mine. And uh, they approved unanimously uh, the transportation lady. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Toth uh, for head of uh, Arizona Department of Transportation. Correct. Unanimously. Did I say that unanimously? The partisan hack uh, committee. Again, this is so. So Loretta governor. at ADI reported it correctly about both. Just like she's the only one who reported Cullen getting shot down, but the D, uh, DES lady getting uh, unanimously supported. So again, the, you know, we're in shock. Uh, just a partisan gamesmanship. <laughs> oh, look at you go, Valley Girl. I like that. We'll get to Eric Swalwell's campaign cash that he spent on travel and luxury. Hopefully that includes the hump trip with Gallego, which would be great. Uh, a listener uh, sends us a picture of what he gets to at his house, at, at his business in the morning with the lighters and the fentanyl and the foil sheets. And then uh, one of our business owners shows about how he's been – two of his businesses has been uh, broken into in the last 60 days, two of his different places. They just smashed right through the window. Tomorrow we're going to have to wait, Matt, for Harry and Megan in the South Park, guys. That's tomorrow. Uh, we're rewriting. Classic. We're right. Re- we're rewriting Roald Dahl's books. We'll get to that. Paging Doctor Orwell. Paging Doctor Orwell. Migrant hotels in New York City killing local businesses nearby. 
Does this? And I said, oh, this sounds like the Silver Saddle guy with Rahina's uh, uh, No Barrier Housing Hotels. We got to get to healthcare vaccine mandates remain the same as some push for the end. We'll get to that. Uh, we got so much stuff to do, but uh, before we go to back break, Matt, anything uh, you'd like to highlight on your weekend that you and uh, Miss, Mrs. ESQ did? Uh, very relaxing weekend, uh, which was needed after the last couple weeks. That's for true. For us, we had some yep. personal stuff going on, but uh, very relaxing weekend. And just to circle back to your George Orwell comment, I always think of Bill Beard <laughs> and his line, 1984 was not to be used as a how-to guide. Correct. Right. So there you go, Bill. It's, and uh, it's true. So over the weekend, we um, we went and saw Pablo Cruz, uh, and I didn't even I did not even know the band was going to be in town. I didn't know they existed. Still, they do. <laughs> and I was uh, you know uh, thumbing through emails and Facebook and whatnot on Saturday morning, and I see that they're in town, and I'm like, what? So uh, we went and saw Orleans open the show. Both bands celebrating wow. their fiftieth. 50th anniversary and um what a blast we had a great both bands were great where was this uh at the fox okay yeah and we had a great time and the keyboardist i already sent him an email the keyboardist when he talks especially through the fox's sound system sounded like i was like charles sure. heller and he had he had uh he has a so he's a voice sound alike for charles heller and with a sense of humor to match did and, he say the word nasals during the performance so no he did not as it turns out um uh, but anyway we had a great time and uh great sense of humor great great musicianship a lot of um anecdotes from both bands of their early days and uh you know uh, uh just a fantastic time we got a couple of cheap seats up in the balcony and had ourselves a a, a wonderful time. Did you get the couple and seat where you guys we, sit together? No, we didn't. We did, and we stopped on our way. We stopped at uh, finally uh, tried. Uh, is it Zania on uh, Belvedere and Speedway? Zana Mediterranean. Zana. Yes. Zana. Yes. And enjoyed it very much. So. What'd you get? Well, I had the chicken shawarma, which was good. Kelly got the um, uh, gyro. Gyro. I'm sorry. I'm. Wow, very caffeine friends. Hasn't, caffeine hasn't kicked it. The euro and Catherine it, it Deneuve. Was yummy. The year I thought the euro was 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 better than my chicken dish. And we got some a uh, little hummus to start things off. And uh, I would like to go um, again and have falafel because I just like that. So uh, I had lunch there a couple weeks ago with Shane from Tucson Foodie. Yeah, I'd, I'd been there in a few months. And as we like to say in The Godfather, try the falafel. It's the best in the city. Their falafel is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it okay. really is good. All right. So I get the chicken shawarma with the uh, lentil pilaf plate. That's uh -huh. just yeah, beautiful. I still, again, my favorite shawarma is going to be, of course, uh, shish kebab. She's just killing it. Well, we really liked it. Um, nice place, good service, very good service. It's you know, and say, and uh, hadn't been in there since it was uh, Casa Molina or uh, Molina's Midway or whatever. Yep. Which I really liked that place, and I really missed it when they uh, decided to hang it up. But um, we went there; the service was great, and uh, place looks really nice. Beautiful. It's a nice restaurant. All right, let's do this thing. When we come back, I'm going to start breaking down the Ed Ackerley Zach. Answer. Um, I mean, there was so much word salad, I thought Sweet Tomatoes was back in business. Oh! <laughs> Zinger. All right, let's do this thing. F little Mardi Gras off the DeSimone playlist. A little Pete Fountain. Here we go.
Uh, we're doing it. We're doing it hard today for a little Mardi Gras, little Fat Tuesday. Christy Simone ESQ has done some major things for beads in the past. But uh, I was going to ask you how you got those beads you're wearing today. <laughs> or as we say in Cannonball Run, these bleeds. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, Mark did. Uh, so at uh, Rito on Saturday, it was Mardi Gras day. So there were there were beads everywhere. And then uh, McCluskey's were there with Little Mac with his helmet looking cool. We did that. It looked like one of the, it looked like one of the jockeys with his little helmet. It was very cute. Uh, but had a fun time. It was just beautiful out there. Uh, weather-wise, Saturday was like perfecto. And then Sunday, I went up to Phoenix for a little family stuff and, of course, ended up at Joe's Barbecue, uh, which is the best barbecue place in the state right now. Just telling you. Still is. 20 years later. It's where we're at. And their downtown kicks the crap out of our downtown. And they just built it out of nothing. Gilbert? Yeah. Okay. Just kills our downtown. Do they have, well, they must have had three, $400 million uh, to do that. I'm just telling you, just kicks the crap out of our downtown. Um, now, I got to get to this breakdown of, um, so on Sherry Harrison's Law Matters on Saturdays at KVI, 7 o'clock, um, we, uh, was the first debate between uh, Dr. Ed Ackerley and Zach, okay? And um, which is kind of interesting because they're both. It's not like they're vying for a primary spot. They're both on the ballot. If they qualify. And, and as Sherry said, she did invite the mayor and never got a response. Ah, okay. I was wondering about that. So, um, like, I mean, that's like Rahina's nightmare to be on a show that showcases and supports police. The word "law" in the right. title. Law of the matters. Show. Law matters. <laughs> so, with the words "law matters," there's two people having a seizure: Conover and uh, freaking. Uh, Rahina. Um, <laughs> um, I will tell you that um, Zach was Zach. Word salad, word salad, word salad, word salad, word salad. Um, here's the thing. He's so tone deaf, Zach. That when Sherry asked priority, what's the first thing um, facing Tucson problem you would tackle? Ed Ackerley said crime. Crime, lawlessness, we need more cops. I mean, you guys have heard all these individuals and business owners being basically picked apart by drug criminals. Zach is leading with affordable housing. Well, Zach, if we're just going to lead with affordable housing, why don't we just leave Romero there? She, that's her priority, too. And for you to keep tripling down on that loser notion is you, you're not ready for prime time. Remember I keep telling you that Zach's a narcissist, right? And everyone's like, oh, he's a good Christian. There's Christian narcissists. Don't, don't you worry. Okay. Sherry asked the question: Would would you ever like a building or like street or named after you? Ed immediately said no. Zach said, "Well, I guess if I did a good job, I'd like one named after me." What? It's telling. When the question first came up, I thought they were both going to say no and go. That wasn't a great question. Yeah, next question, please. Right, and yeah. then you know Zach wanted to be uh, get a baby Ekstrom Library named named after him. Um, 
my buddy Don did a great job breaking this down on um, the Wake Up Tucson private discussion group. Uh, 16 minutes, quote, space housing, Zach, no mention of police in his one-year plan. These guys think the mayor has this all under control. Um, they talked about, uh, oh, um, so Sherry asked about the security detail that follows the mayor around, right, which is made of somewhere between two and four cops, but two at a, always at one time following around so this started with jonathan uh had uh death threats when he was mayor and then he kept it and then uh she and then she just i think she she, i think it makes i i I, again if she's had someone needs to ask her have you had credible death threats uh ms romero love to hear that so when um when they asked uh zach and ed ed immediately said no put the two cops back on the street serving tucsonans and Zach said, no, I, I'd keep the two cops following me around. What, what, are, what are we doing here? Um, the, um, and again, Zach is all, oh, so is, what's the first thing you do when you get into office, right? Ed basically said, I'm going to sit down with the uh, city manager, go through the budget, and see how we can hire more cops. Zach said development services. Development services? Now, don't get me wrong. There's no, there's no two people better than Chris and Joe Higgins who knows about who've talked about development services at the city. But right now, right now, you're gonna see the reason why Zach says development services. He doesn't have the guts. He's always been a chicken on this, right? To criticize the council for their crappy votes, right? Matt, remind me the name of the people that want... Uh, it's the Affordable Housing Project Company that people live in shipping containers. Remember those people? What was the name of those people? I don't know, but they moved their headquarters to Denver. Correct. Because... Tucson couldn't get four votes to give them a rezone on Speedway and Stone. Correct. Let me say that again. Speedway and Stone. One of the worst drug criminal intersections in Tucson, and these guys wanted to bring affordable housing projects... Coming out of the U of A, this is a U of A startup company, and they couldn't do it in their own hometown, affordable housing. But when I heard Zach say, oh, hey, bro, we're going to just, we're, first thing, we got to fix, we're going to fix development services. Again, so imagine if you're the guy at Edmonds Automotive. I'll keep bringing it because he was one of the, the worst examples of, of being a victim, right? This is the guy who's mechanic- uh, got jumped by a fentanyl drug guy and tried to shove uh, a fentanyl thing down his throat against his will. And he's listening to Zach go, uh, I'm sure he's looking at his phone. Uh, yeah, uh, let's go. Uh, first thing we got to work on is uh, development services. Oh, my Lord. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th Third of the Voice, local news and talk. Filippo, Gap Ministries, Joe D. Simone. It's a chock-a-block a Tuesday. Wake up. All right. Welcome to the 77th annual Fat Tuesday edition of Wake Up Tucson. You've done 150 Valentine show and 77 uh, Fat Tuesday shows. We're shoving a, a lot of crap in a 10-pound bag, as we like to say in this show. Uh, welcome back to the Wake Up Tucson show. Uh, 
<laughs> One of the friend of the show, Bruce, does Zach have little man's ego? Name a building after him, police escort, please. <laughs> Seven nine zero twenty forty. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to XP. What's going on, XP? Morning. Nice New Orleans flavor. Yeah, we're doing it today. We 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 take our crap seriously here. My favorite New Orleans movie is Cat People. Chris, I love that flick. Nastasha Kinski. What a minx. Oh, she. Oh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Matt, lean closer Hello, to that buddy. dump button. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a sister got married in the French Quarter, Chris, in 86. It was, my God, what an event. Again, it's a town that gets, I, what I like about, it's got the, it's, of course it's an old town, right? It's got that old town feel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they know how to party, but they also take tourism amazingly serious, right? Like even the homeless mm-hmm. guys are amazing ambassadors. There's this one homeless guy, like he was, he was like, he was better than any certified tourism ambassador I've ever seen in two. So I was like, oh, you need to go to the D-Day Museum? Just head down over there. Uh, it's about four blocks, and then make a right, and you'll see it right there. I'm like, this place is mm. wild. Mm-hmm. I love the Pablo Cruz references. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is, is great. What I think they were the progenitors of Yacht, Yacht Rock. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, again, so well, my thing with the- I always remember the one album cover from Pablo Cruz. Like, I remember Record World on Long Island that we used to get records, and I always remember the Pablo Cruz album right there. I never would buy it, but it was there, and I just, I, it's mentally burned in my brain. Chris? Yes, sir. They are synonymous with puka shells. All right. There it is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on the Katie Hobbs thing, anyone who is disappointed by Governor Hobbs, as I like to refer to her, Hobgoblin, anyone Hobbs Goblin. remember her caveat when they said, are you going to do a good job? What do you? What's up with you? What, what's your agenda? And she said, I will do. What I always do, get results. Oh, my Lord. And I'll tell you what, dude. <laughs> if that is not one of the scariest things you've ever heard from a politician, then I don't know. And, dude, we're living we're living the dream of her results, which basically means flush America down the toilet. Wow. Uh, well, sorry, well, but I'll call her out. If I see her in Tucson, I will go up with my squeegee like a microphone, and I will start just wailing her with questions. The um, she's man, she's a dark entity. Well, she she, she just fired the entire Arizona Mexico Commission in the last few days. <laughs> All twenty six members. Bro, <laughs> she's she's actually I hate to use that R word, but she went to court about that stuff. She's she's something special. All yeah, right, Chris, I got bad, I got to sneak another call in true here. So, all right, Chris. Hopefully, you're not getting sick. You sound a little stuffy. I definitely I, I I'm okay. I'm just fine. Okay, buddy. Just Hang in fine. there. God bless. YouTube at 790-2040. Let's go to JP on line three. Uh, wow. What a, what a rhyme. JP, good morning. How are we there, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, I was calling about Sherry Harrison, whose show I've loved, but that was interesting stuff about Hobbs. I didn't hear. But, um, yeah, I heard the interview Saturday, Ed and Zach. What's, what's your take? Well, if I lived in Tucson, Ed would have had my vote the last time. He'd have my vote the next time, <laughs> and he'd have my vote for whatever he runs. Sure. Uh, Zach was Zach, and he impressed me as, and like, I could never listen to his show, Tipping Point. I listened for about 15 minutes one time, and that was enough. But 
he's like a Dennis Prager Democrat liberal. I don't think he's a leftist. He doesn't seem to have a mean bone in his body. Uh, but he he's going to get run over by the lefties. <laughs> he's Regina Light. Yeah, he hit me as Regina Light yesterday. Uh, I'm listening to it, and you know the bones I'm always worried about is if he has anywhere near his spine, right? And mm. that's that's always been my take with him is he's been pretty spineless. Yeah, and like I always like Sherry's show. She's always got good people on. I've been listening since she started. Yep. And there was one time that I didn't like the show because she had two people on talking about uh, the border and the need to help the illegal immigrants. Uh, it wasn't their terminology. And I was thinking, oh, I'm yelling at the radio. And then I realized that was a very necessary interview that she had because people like us don't usually listen to people like them. And you don't get the full effect until you hear him going at it for an hour. Yeah, well, I mean, even though, you know, again, so the, the echo chamber that both sides kind of place themselves in, JP, mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to break out of that, right? You got to, you have to go force yeah. yourself to listen to the other side because that's the only way you can have a real discussion with these people in the end. Yeah, well, Billy Buckmaster, bless his soul. I've never been able to listen to his show. But I started recently, and last week he had Agravita on, and I was yelling at the radio all the way into town, listening to her say her stuff. Yeah, Agravita, I've heard that one. I, you know, I've been saying elitist for using the word elitist, but uh, Agravita, I've heard that one too. So, but JP, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for listening to all the shows, and uh, like I said, so, yeah. and again, you know, I think it was pretty evident that. Ed Ackerley was more serious about tackling the obvious, yeah. the obviously things that are sitting out there. And Zach wants to do word salad. And Rahina Light, so far, is uh, I think is a pretty accurate description. Yep. Alrighty. All righty. All right, amigo. Have a great week. Listen to Bon Bon Roulet. Wow, there it is. Love it. Hey. Good, good job, my friend. I play the accordion, man. Oh, well, you're one of those. So. Yeah. <laughs> all the way. All right, amigo. Have a good day. That's JP, uh, accordion player. Um, that that was big to admit that. A lot of people don't admit they play the accordion. I like that. I like that he had enough on it. He had enough, you know, guts to be honest with the uh, with the audience with that. So, yes, sir. One area that I thought that Mr. Ackerley did a nice job was uh, I can't remember the exact question, but it had to do with uh, should the mayor interject themselves into ongoing investigations. And I think, um, uh, you know, I think Zach kind of missed the point and Ed actually picked up on one area, tied it back to an area where the mayor did interject herself into an ongoing investigation being naked, coked up guy correct on the Southeast side. Yeah, And so that was a good pickup by Ed because I, I think he understood where, where, um, the implication, a local implicate, a good local implication of where that question went, and I think that is a great example of where the mayor um, got involved in something that I think was uh, not appropriate for her to get involved in. Oh, remember she talks more about everything else, right? She's more into that's the, the more the stuff that she's locally into, right? Is the stuff that she's interjecting her. Yeah, on on these kind of things that maybe she should kind of keep her powder dry, but spends most of the time complaining about national stuff. Well, look at what she did. She interjected herself into police business. That's one thing. Yeah. Something that the police department had already investigated 
and put behind them. That's another thing. Um, and so remember, magically trying to make a national issue a Tucson issue. Correct. Right. Correct. And um, remember, magically, I assume she uh, forced Magnus because she definitely, you know, uh, held the leash around his throat to re-try uh, the uh, three cops in the kangaroo court and force them to resign. Correct. The three cops that were initially cleared. Correct. So Right? Yep. Um, Sherry asked him, will you have a youth advisory council? Zachary, uh, yes, I will have Zach serve on it. Nice Reagan-esque kind of answer. That was good. Yeah. Um, the um, closing statements, Zach, why do people leave? Affordability then goes off his scorecard. Housing, this is from Don, housing concerned people leaving 70% homeless causing housing thinks he has cross he has cross general general generational support um again so again zach was just as weak as we all thought and he was showed a little bit of his narcissistic side uh in this i keep telling you he's more narcissistic than you think and it came up when he asked, when he answered the question about the cops, but also really the question of, yeah, I, if they, if I do a good job, they can name a building or a road after me. I, you know, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't know why I even, even bid on that question. So why, why go there? So when we come back, I got an email yesterday on president's day from a gentleman who has been bouncing around, um, Pima County and, City of Tucson politics and governance for years, decades. He's a Democrat, but he cannot stand Regina Romero. So he sent me an email yesterday about this whole situation with the mayor, council, and all that stuff. And I did forward it out to a few people yesterday, but I'm going to read it to you um, when we come back on Wake Up Tucson. Dr. D. Filippo. At the top of the hour, I got Matt some cornbread he ate for breakfast. I also have two big uh, lemon cookies for you and Dr. D if you want some lemon cookies for my first batch of fresh lemons from uh, Jennifer. So with, oh, sorry, Mary, I got my Duran girls mixed up. Sorry, Mary. Duran Mary, as we like to say. So when I come back, we're going to read this email to you from a longtime Democrat in town about the lack of vision and strategy when it comes to tackling mayor and city council elections in tucson wake up ah thank god a little louie on a mardi gras kind of morning you're on wake up tucson 10 30 the voice local news and talk dr d filippo coming up at the top of the hour then we have the, the crew from uh, gap ministries at eight o'clock and then after that brother joe um let's get to this email here we go so i got this email um, from a uh, guy that I've known who has been involved in Democrat politics for a while. Pima got County government and politics for a while. The city of Tucson stuff too. But I sent this out to a few people yesterday because he's looking at this whole Zach Ackerley, what's going on. So let me read this to you guys. I want to run out of time. As a guy who worked on several election efforts, all of them in support of local and state Democrats, 
I have a perspective on the up- upcoming city of Tucson elections that only a few others in town possess. Also, I'm probably the only one pissed off enough of the city's trajectory of that small group. I'm watching the various players, and I'm bummed out by the lack of vision and strategy when it comes to the 2023 elections. I'm seeing Ackerley and Yenser both striving to be on a ballot, and the small chance that the Republicans may field some sort of candidate for mayor, and I am troubled. Don't know what kind of talks you are involved with, talking to me, in relation to this subject. If you're not, maybe you can forward this message to some of the parties concerned. Please scrub my name at the end. The local Dems would crucify me if they knew I was strategizing against their leftist heroine and her friends. You know, you know this, but I will repeat, more than one challenger in the general election, and this is in capitals, is a waste of time, effort, and money. If there's more than one challenger. Here's my free advice, and you know what they say about free advice. The chance is small, but doable. Ackerley got almost 40% of the vote last time out with a pretty lackluster campaign, but about 37,000 Tucsonans filled a bubble in for him. Now we have Mr. Yenser, a nice guy with a good brain. His name ID with Tucson voters is zero. Not the most enthusiastic candidate out there. Likes to talk data, but sounds like an accountant running for office. Give Ackerley a chance to build on the 37,000. There are lots of candidates who build on losses. Ed's loss wasn't so bad, especially with the mayor's allies putting in a $1 million plus to support her. Her weak spot with the average voter is crime and drugs. I listened to Zach and Ed on the, on the radio debate this past Saturday. Ackerley kept hitting and prioritizing f- crime. Zach led with affordable housing, question mark. The tone deafness is pretty alarming. Look at the Tucson crime-free folks. They are hitting this issue hard and have a lot of momentum. It's been a long time since I've seen a homegrown group with that sort of momentum in that short of a time. They are really on to something. Ackerley seems poised to ride that wave, but not Mr. Yenser. My plan would be get Ed and Zach in a room, support Ed running for mayor, and tell him he only has one term. Convince Mr. Yenser to run for Ward 1 in the Democrat primary. Avoid getting squashed in the citywide as an R or I. If the chamber SALC uh, people really love him, they can Uber fund a campaign and get him on the council. Let Ackerley build on his 37,000 votes and support him to the hilt and figure out how to ride the crime-free coattails. The same crew that would support Yenser need to take a hard look at this lady, Lisa Nutt, two T's, uh, who is running in the primary against Cunningham. So she's a real estate agent, agent as a Democrat running against uh, Cunningham as a D. Then he says, if she isn't a nut, and then he puts an exclamation point in print, right? Support the same as Yenser in the primary and get two seats for sanity. If Ackerley can pull it off, then bonus time. Convince Mr. Yenser that the seat would build up his name ID and Ackerley would support him for mayor coming up in four years' time. Also, one of the SALC types who's a Republican should talk to the new GOP guy and ask them to stave off any our mayor candidates who would further muddy up the waters. 
Winning in this town is tough. I know. I've looked at a lot of different permutations, and this one makes the most sense. Good luck with all of this. You know where to find me to further the discussion. And then I can't say his name. So that has been sent to a bunch of people in this town, that email. And I thought, you know, it was well said by someone who has been uh, fighting this battle for a while. So we shall see. Uh, let's get to this couple of, a couple of news stories before uh, this. This will be Germaine with Dr. Filippo coming up because last time she was on, we were talking about uh, Dr. Cullen's miserable performance on her miserable record. So this is uh, the Finkster, Eric Fink over on uh, Channel 4. So um, Governor Hobbs spoke with reporters Wednesday after withdrawing Cullen's candidacy to lead the Arizona Department of Health Services. Quote, we're back to the drawing board, unquote. The governor said Cullen made the request to step aside after the the Pima County Health Director was rejected by a Republican-led state Senate committee on a 3-2 party line vote. Uh, Cullen will stay on as Pima County Health Director. Mm. Um, and then, of course, they, they, they play the quote of Jake Hoffman about curfews and shaming business. It's nearly impossible to have confidence in Dr. Cullen leading the entire Department of Health for the state of Arizona. God forbid another situation, an unforeseen 100-year situation comes down the pike. Governor, Governor said, the, Governor Hobbs said, sorry, my words, racist Governor Hobbs said the committee tried to ruin Dr. Cullen's reputation. Right? Now remember, previous lady for DES, Katie Hobbs nominee, went through on a 5-0 vote for approval. Okay. So that's why, again, this is where Eric Fink blows it in the reporting. Okay. What I saw was not a job interview. It was a legislative body. That's not interested in governing, executing a personal vendetta against this woman because they don't like the decisions she made during a global pandemic that saved lives. I don't think anyone could have been done that would have prepared any for what they did to her. Because remember, she's getting pounded because they just sent her unprepared. Well, of course, nobody could have prepared her because she had to defend her record. Correct. Right? Correct. I mean, that's what it all comes back to. Bringing up tweets from three years ago, that's utterly ridiculous. Oh, ask Blake Masters about pictures of him uh, posing in front of a mirror, flexing his muscles. Yeah, that. Thank you. So this guy, Will Humble, he comes on Burt Lee's show once in a while. Uh, Charles Heller used to be the the, the producer over there. I guess you know that. Um so he this is this is the line where Will Humble shoots himself on the foot spiritually. I, I was I was almost did it in uh, in Katie voice. I, I was just like you know because it's it's the first line is you know uh, the politicization of public health in Arizona has come all the way. I think it should send spill spill excuse me a chill up the spine of Arizonans that talent and qualifications aren't enough. Of course they're not enough. It's what do you do? You what do you do with your authority? Right? If we trust me, if there's if, if you want to just go on talent and qualifications, you're not gonna you're not gonna like that answer either. It's there's so many people in history that had great talent and qualifications who were a holes. So Will Humble, you sound like a fool. And anyone who's listening to Will Humble, please stop because he's a fear monger. Okay. When you just say that 
whatever Dr. Cullen did with the authority or what she didn't do with the authority or how she attacked people and attacked their businesses and then fell flat on her face. When you say talent and qualifications, she couldn't answer some of their questions. She literally admitted she didn't listen to the Board of Soups meeting. She didn't even pay attention to them, she said. Right? She doesn't even know why they did a curfew. So, Will, she doesn't have talent or... So, she has some talent and qualifications, but not that... She doesn't even have the talent or qualifications to be the health director. And she has some serious just human being problems. Just serious human being problems. I know Pima County loves her because she's a leftist. I got it. When you say the politicization of public health, they're doing it already. When you talk about health equity... Right? Instead of just trying to take care of everyone as possible, what are we talking about? So, so I don't know. Maybe you know what else went through on a party line vote? What's Obamacare, that? Obamacare. A little thing called Obamacare that just ruined, ruined health insurance. Correct. <laughs> uh, I, I got to go back to the drawing board. Dr. D. Filippo coming up next.